Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, in the past, we have been known to, I would say, not look at a calendar and figure out like when an episode's going to be released in relation to a holiday. Okay. I'm on it this time. I actually sat and looked at a calendar. I realized that... Uh, this is the last episode before Thanksgiving. We'll probably drop an episode on Thanksgiving morning, but okay, yeah, you, yeah. You people don't need to be listening to our crazy asses on Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, if you do, uh, look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so this is for all intents and purposes our Thanksgiving show, and actually, I'm, I, I we haven't talked about this at all, but this is episode fifty-one. Uh huh. Which means that next week is what? That would be our anniversary. Episode 52, our one-year anniversary. So I don't want to say that next year is going to be a... Or next week is going to be a best of. But I think we're <laughs> going to spend time... No, I don't think we're going to recycle anything. But I think I, w- I would like to spend some time going through and figuring out like what's our favorite... Uh-huh. Like oh, what's our favorite oh, question? Only because I'm too lazy to go back and and and, and oh, that seems yeah, that seems like more work than actually making a new episode. Exactly. My brother, my brother and me does these these compilation episodes from time to time, and I'm like, oh. Jesus, the editing that went into this, like, yeah, you yeah. could have literally just sat down and made new content and be a lot less time than that. So for sure, uh, I, it won't be a it will be a retrospective show, but not a okay. clip show. Okay, clip shows suck. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. So this is your Thanksgiving edition of Working Interferences. Okay. All right. What are your Thanksgiving plans? Our plans? Yeah. What are you going to do? So years ago, um, Holly's a foodie. Holly likes to host things and, and cook for people. And it about, gosh, eight to 10 years ago, we, we kind of opened our doors to anybody locally that didn't have family to, to go to. And... Um, you just put an ad on Craigslist or what? Oh, just short of that. And uh, I mean, like last year, I, I swear we had like 38 people at the house. We had to and borrow how they, tables. How do they hear about you? Uh, friends of friends and you make friends over time and, and, you know, the kids are in school. So then their parents and, you know, it, it, it started off smaller than it has become. Okay. And, um, and let's, let's see about, uh, Eight years ago, ten years ago, um, we also I, I I thought I was the the manly man. I could fry a turkey, and so I fried the turkey the one year. And then Holly figured out how to brine a turkey, so we had a, a Pepsi challenge of turkeys, uh, brine turkey versus the fried turkey, and and, and, and you brined the turkey with Pepsi. Well, and then that's that was the the coup de gras. Okay, so <laughs> that sounds great, actually. And I totally, I totally lost the the fried turkey is awesome, but a brine turkey just is hands down the best way to have a turkey. So. Yeah. Food for thought. So I, I conceded uh, it, cooking. To, it was kind of, you know, glad, happy to not have to cook ever again. So it was a, a win-win all around. 
Nice. But, but we just, you know, then it became, came, she, she brines like two or three turkeys and we have just a, a massive amount of people, which is awesome because you got your family and that you are born with and the family you choose. And we had them both in the same room. So as soon as you're kind of sick of talking to that person you're actually related to, you can turn around and talk to someone you like. Yeah, that's, that's good thinking. And the, the, the past, let's see, last Thanksgiving and last Christmas were slightly awkward to my family because I'm the only one in my family that did not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year for Thanksgiving, my sister who always hosts has hosted mm-hmm. literally my entire life. Her and her whole part of the family are going, uh, to her husband's, uh, family's place up in Oklahoma. And so oh. that whole, it's, they're not going to be here. So it's literally just going to be Andrea and me and my mother and Andrea's mother and Andrea's mm-hmm. sister. So, oh. um, kind of a, a smaller deal that I'm used to. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in the house will have voted for Donald Trump. So that will be a little bit wow. nicer, which will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there won't be that sort of, uh, friction. And, Mm -hmm. but that does mean that we have to cook everything. So we did a dry run a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. And that, uh, that went well. Yeah, it went well. I sous vide turkey breast and that turned out great. And we got, uh, Andrea got, uh, the dressing recipe from my mother that's been handed down like four generations or whatever. That's awesome. And she, she did a, a Half-Blood Prince version of it. I, that <laughs> nice. reference may or may not work for you, depending on how <laughs> into Harry Potter you are. Love Harry Potter. Read them all. I'm, I'm, we're big into them. Cool. Okay, good. So she like awesome. took the recipe and then did like a bunch of notations. She did a uh, like, couple runs of it and did some okay. notations on what she learned from those uh-huh. on the recipe. And so now I, I think it's I think we're ready for prime time. So we will That's- see. That is that is very well, very cool. We we discovered sous vide uh, I don't best. know six months ago. Sous- yeah. Oh my god! How how did I not that's know about this already? If I would have had sous vide in college mm-hmm. and like learned to cook that way, because it really mm-hmm. I mean it it almost is it's almost foolproof. Like you almost mm-hmm. can't screw it up. Right. Do you know how much? Um, I I want to say this and not be offensive. How many women I would have been able to you would have impressed yeah yes by cooking i there is no faster um undergarment moistener than being able to cook a nice meal for a woman that is is a panty dropper that's right and if i would have had that known how to my god it would have been just like open an open buffet in college my friend lance as one could say so yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna do the deal for you know a small version of Thanksgiving. Sing some Thanksgiving carols, um, which I think is, is tradition. Are there any Thanksgiving songs? I can't think of any. You know there. <laughs> Maybe Thursday Night Football anthem. There's the the Adam Sandler Thanksgiving song. Do you know that one? No. What? <laughs> it's I it's should. like it's from one of his albums. Let me see which album it was on. So okay. Like most high school boys since, um, I don't know what, mid-90s, uh-huh. um, I had, me, me and my buddies had like an Adam Sandler phase. Um, oh, sure. I get and, it. And, and, you know, it starts, it starts like the gateway Adam Sandler drug, like SNL and then Johnny yeah. Madison. Right, And right, then you right. get into the... 
Um, so I've been accused of being Happy Gilmore. So okay. yeah. yeah, then then you get into like the real hardcore stuff, which is the comedy albums that Adam mm-hmm. Sandler has, like Piece of and, Shit Car. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great one. So his first album is uh, at uh, a medium pace. They're all gonna laugh at you. I love a medium <laughs> pace. It's still so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so Thanksgiving song is on. They're all gonna laugh at you. And uh-huh. so we got really into to that and all the all the sketches on it and okay so we were like headlong in the middle of an adam sand like six month long adam sandler bender where that's like all we listened to in the car okay and i mean just you know just a lot adam sandler mm-hmm. i remember one time i had an english class i was a senior in high school and for some reason my english teacher liked the movie michael do you remember that movie with John Travolta? Uh, John Travolta, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like an angel or some shit. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So she liked it so much that she gave extra credit if you went to go see it and then brought your ticket stub in. Hmm. I, stupid. And I need like I needed that five points. Whatever it was, I needed right, it in right. a bad way. I get it. So we go see this movie and it's just god off. It's so mm. bad. It's, I don't even remember. It's boring. Yeah, and there's some scene. I, I guess Andy McDowell was like wanting to be a singer or something. Hmm. And there's a scene where they're at a club or at a bar or something, and somehow she has to sing. And so she's at the microphone, and there's a guy playing a guitar, and he just strums the guitar, and mm-hmm. it's the exact same note that Adam Sandler starts the Thanksgiving song with. It's a guitar strum, and he says. Love to eat turkey. And that's the start of the song. Uh-huh. And that note, and I don't, I'm not a, enough of a musician. You probably could hear the note and, and could tell me what it was. But let's say it's no. an A flat. I don't know, whatever. Sure. I'm making that up. Okay. It sounds, it sounds like my first girlfriend in A flat. Um, <laughs> the A flat comes and it's just the Thanksgiving song and it's quiet in the theater. And I just, re- I couldn't help it, just really loudly. Love to eat turkey. It's <laughs> really loud. And it's a full theater. And my friend David just loses it. And we both immediately, like within 30 seconds, are kicked out of the theater. But it didn't matter because I had my ticket stub and that's all I really needed good. to get it. So yeah. fortunately, there were no like, questions from the English teacher. Like, yeah, so what did you think of that last scene of Michael? Like, yeah, I right, didn't right. see it. I got kicked out of the movie. Uh, I started. I didn't finish. Because the Thanksgiving song. <laughs> Let me Google like thanks. I, I Actually, I remember one other Thanksgiving song. Huh. It's crazy that I know two Thanksgiving songs. Do you, did you ever watch the show The West Wing? I never really did, no. Okay, that's West Wing is like one of my jams. Like, I love oh, really? that show. I, I've probably watched it start to finish. See, it was probably on the same time as South Park or something, and I, you know, I'm not yeah. that highbrow. I'm a little lowbrow. There was an episode of The West Wing. It was like a Thanksgiving episode, and I don't remember what season it was, mm-hmm. but C.J. Craig, who was the press secretary. Okay. Part of her job on the for the Thanksgiving, like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving uh-huh. deal, like before or you know whatever press conference on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving was, is that I guess the tradition was that the press secretary led the press corps in singing this song that's supposedly about Thanksgiving, and I just looked it up to figure out what it was. It's called "We Gather Together." It's a Christian hymn of Dutch origin, written in 1597 by Adrianus Valerius. 
to celebrate the Dutch victory over Spanish forces. I don't know how that becomes a Thanksgiving huh. song. Um, yeah, here it is. I feel the like hymn I should is, know this. You I, probably I heard it. I had heard it before, but I didn't know that's what it was. This hymn is often sung in American churches the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Oh. It was also the hymn sung at the opening of the funeral mass for Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. Oh, oh and here yeah. it is. The hymn was referenced in the second season, episode eight of The West Wing. So that's what it is. And so she was having to learn the song because she didn't know it. And that's kind of the underlying thing of the whole episode is her trying to learn the song. We gather together. I got you. So there's two Thanksgiving carols that you could sing. The Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. (laughs) And we gather together a Christian hymn of Dutch origin written in 1597 by Adrianus So I think both are (laughs) equally powerful. Guess which one I'm going to learn. We gather together, obviously. Okay, well, yeah, we gather yeah, together sure. to go at a medium pace. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't get them at a medium pace reference, you just have to look up Adam Sandler at a medium pace, <laughs> and then lose all respect for it. Well, they don't know what. No, this is it's amazing. It's so free. It's <laughs> that that like reveal of a medium pace. Uh huh. That that like second of when it turns. Uh-huh. is one of the greatest comedic moments in history. Like that turn <laughs> of ballad to what it turns into is uh-huh. absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Lance, this is an advice show. I guess so. <laughs> we answer our listeners' questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, listeners, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question. Do we, Lance? Not really. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best Thanksgiving carol? Because we all know at a medium pace by Adam Sandler <laughs> is the greatest Thanksgiving carol of all time. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon, Gordon Christensen, Christensen cannot answer. answer. Do you think Gordon Christensen has ever heard at a medium pace by Adam Sandler? <laughs> I think it's his ringtone. Oh, God. It actually might be. It very, very absolutely could be. If you've ever heard Gordon speak and you've ever heard the innuendos that that guy lays out, um, holy moly. Uh-huh. Hachi machi. Um, this question is from Sean. Do you contact every pregnant patient's OBGYN for clearance before any work? Cleanings, maxillary occlusal, simple procedures, etc.? And won't work without it? No. Next question. Lance. I... So, okay, let me... I just want to preface this. Okay. Because this is... We've been going for a year. Mm -hmm. We have a few sort of threads that run throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Some of these are are propagated by t-shirts that your brother has printed. (laughs) One of those is a t-shirt that says periodontist or pussies. Now, I don't know if Sean here is a periodontist, but this question mm-hmm. sure as hell makes me think that might be the case because I can't, like, mm-hmm. a typical thing that I see in the Dental Hacks Nation group mm-hmm. is hygienists who love to find excuses to not see patients. 
that does seem pretty f- common. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. one of them, one of my favorite ones is like, oh, you have a herpetic lesion somewhere in your mouth. We're not touching you for six to eight weeks. Right. Shut up, put on gloves, and scrub their teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, stop finding excuses. My hygien- I, I had a hygienist come to me today like, oh, his blood pressure is 185 over 98. Can we still see him? It's a trophy. It's yeah. a trophy. Yes, we can see him. We're yeah. not giving him any anesthetic. I am not extracting 19 teeth on him. It will mm-hmm. be fine. Stop trying to find reasons for us not to work. This yeah, seems yeah. like that. What do you think? We might want to, that guy in that situation might need a medical clearance to eat lunch. Because you're, I mean. Lance, my patient needs to go to the bathroom. Hold on, let me call his urologist to make sure it's fine. Well, they, they prefer faxes. MDs via fax. That's what just the only way he's doing. We're, we're scared of our own damn shadow. Yes. It, it's like the, the 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 problem. Someone got somebody scared, which they told two friends, and they told two friends, and suddenly you can't do a damn thing without some sort of consultation and clearance and permission. And this this is why dentists are mocked in the medical field. Yes, yes. I, you're familiar with. Uh... <laughs> you're familiar be. with the terminology BDSM, right? I I'm, no. Uh, <laughs> for the uninitiated, if I said no, would you believe me? <laughs> no, not okay. for a second. I know okay. you know what it means. For the uninitiated, for those of you who aren't perverts, um, BDSM <laughs> refers to bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. And a, and a quick aside: um, the internet like became popular when I was in high school, like the late mid to late, like mid nineties. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like the first time I had internet was like I was seventeen, sixteen. Okay. So what I mean, American what Online you, or or uh, uh, yeah, or... like American Online, <laughs> copies, like one of those kind of things, <laughs> like the disc that came with free hours. Do you remember right, that? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven hours of free internet—that's like forever. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, like you know, there were certain sites that I bookmarked. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, God, this is so bad, Lance. I don't even know if I should say this. Well, nobody's listening anyway. It's all, all right. So back in the day, I mean, obviously, like paid membership sites mm-hmm. popped up pretty early. Mm-hmm. But there used to be this thing called Adult Check, and cool. Adult Check was like one password that you would buy, and there would be like a thousand websites that took adult checks. So it's like one of those like coupon books that you would get mm. like as, you know, like that kind of deal, like okay. some, some fundraiser that they sell. And it's like Mr. Gaddy's pizza, half off of a large breadsticks or there's not a Mr. Gaddy's pizza for 17 miles from your house, that kind of thing. Gotcha. So this is sort of like adult check and adult check. used to have everything broken down into categories. And I remember the first time I saw those letters, BDSM, uh-huh. Trying to figure out what that stood for, <laughs> and you had to use web crawler to try to find out. Oh, there's what- like yeah, like I didn't know Yahoo existed, so like there's search engine I didn't even know like what right. that was. Uh-huh. Do you want to know what I came up with in my head? <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't even know how I still remember this. Partly because I guess because it's so wild. Uh huh. <laughs> this is what. The 17-year-old Josh thought that BDSM stood for. 
Because I never click like if you clicked on something, it was you were investing five minutes into it, right? That's how slow right. everything was, right? So <laughs> you had the like, status bar to wait for that thing to finish. Yeah, and, so yeah. you had to like, all right, I'm gonna like logic my way through this test a little bit and figure out what. Because I mean, if you wanted to without- look at a por- porn picture, you had to download that thing, and that was an hour. Oh, it, this was this was a l- orchestrated dance. Okay. So there was, like, I had to, I, I didn't have to guess, but it was like, well, I don't, let me see if I can ration this out and see if this is worth seven minutes of waiting. Uh-huh. So I finally assumed that BDSM stood for big dick, small man. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> I, I just assumed it was pictures of little guys with massive dorks. That's the only thing I could think of. It's obviously like they never clicked like on it. Vern Troyer being tripod on it. Yeah, Austin exactly. Powers. Like that's like I have so super specific weird fetish. But like it's there's I've seen a bunch of weird shit on here already, so who am I to think yeah. that that's not what this means? Yeah, pro- um, there probably is a site for that too. Oh, I'm sure there is. Where was the fuck? Where's I going? Okay. Yeah. So there's definitely like dentists have this we have this weird subservient like attitude when it comes to physicians and physicians Uh have no clue what we're doing none they have no idea why do we feel so subservient like why do we feel like we're the i don't know what's the opposite we're the sub we're the submissive Uh and the physicians the dom the dominant like what's up why they got why why is it? Where does that come from? Uh, um, this is just a wild ass guess, but it probably is because there were several people that wanted to go into medical school, couldn't get into, but they settled on dentistry, and therefore I feel like they it's look at, opposite now, right? Oh, it's totally opposite now, absolutely. Or well, like at least more opposite. Like there's a, enough of people that you're like, oh, I want to go to dental school, but I couldn't get in. Like I feel like dental school's probably gotten more competitive than medical school now. That's based I think on so. No fact, but there's, I think there's no way in hell I could get in now to dental school. But thank God I applied way back in '93, so it's all good. So uh, let's let's go through this cleanings. Okay. All right. Uh, under no circumstance should we be asking for medical clearance on a a regular profi for anybody. Profi, yeah, absolutely not. If the anything, only, they're gonna they're gonna say please do it twice, do it, do it three times during this pregnancy. <laughs> right. The only scenario I could think of where you might is like patient literally just had a vertebral fusion. Or something like that, but like even okay. then, it's like just mm-hmm. I, I like I can't think of no possible reason None. to ask a physician basically for permission. This is what right. this is. Exactly. Hey, mommy, mommy, can I do this on this right. person? Mm-hmm. Under no circumstance should you ever have to get a medical clearance for a prophylaxis. Correct. Is it, can you think of any scenario? Nope. Okay, second one here. This th- these are just things that they mention specifically. Okay. Maxillary occlusal. No. It, uh, what, so just w- ha- w- what are we scared of on a maxillary occlusal? Anesthetic. It's got to be anesthetic. Which all is right. So you're bullshit. you're going to do an occlusal on three. What are mm-hmm. you going to give the patient? One carpule of two percent lidocaine with one to one hundred epinephrine. Right. Do you know what the pregnancy classification is of that? B. I'm pretty sure it's a B. I'm going to look it up just to make sure. Okay. All right. But I'm fairly certain that 2% lidocaine 
is yeah, yeah, a pregnancy class B, which is totally safe. Yeah. So, hey, excuse me, um, doctor, Dr. Smith, um, c- could I give this patient uh, this totally safe pregnancy drug? Like, no wonder we get laughed at. Yeah, yeah. I did a filling. I need to credit. So I did a filling on Holly during dental school, and she's pregnant with Skylar, my middle nice. daughter. Nice. Of course, Scott's vision is fucked, and she uh, walks with <laughs> a limp. But. She, she has autism. <laughs> That's beside the point. <laughs> Thank God Skyler doesn't listen. Uh, let's see. Okay, so use of local anesthetics during... This is a study by J.M. Lee in the Journal mm-hmm. of Dental Anesthesia and Pain Medicine. Okay. The use of local anesthetics for dental treatment during pregnancy, safety for... Parchuant. I've never heard that word before. Oh, wow. um, Have you ever heard that? P-A-R-T-U-R-I-E-N-T. Let's look this I up. have not. Parturient? It sounds like somebody gets peed on. It, <laughs> that's the technical term for the golden shower. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that Russian <laughs> prostitute is the uh, parturient. A uh-huh. woman about to give birth or in labor. A parturient uh, woman. Gotcha. I mean, we always <laughs> had the rule of thumb. First trimester, yeah, just if you can wait, don't do not do anything. Second trimester is fine. And third trimester, it's just all about uh, comfort. You know, the pressure on the, the aorta from the, the fetus. So you can if, if it's emergency. But yeah, if, if you can wait, that'd be better. But holy... All right, so read read to me. So... Well, so, I, so the, but that's like a cleaning. We, <laughs> we know that gingival inflammation and periodontal disease has a detrimental effect on the fetus, right? Right. You got pregnancy gingivitis. It's even more reason to yeah. be so doing this. Like we are throwing that completely out. So yeah. we're talking more about anesthetics, right? Right. Yeah. So it says your local anesthetics can be classified as to two types, ester and amides. Ester okay. type local anesthetics are hydrolyzed by esterase in the plasma, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, let's see. So, so there's one thing to be cautious about is allergic reaction. Um, okay. They can pose a danger to both mo- mother and fetus. Um, ester types are more likely to have those. Uh, my types, uh, likelihood of, uh, local anesthetic inducing allergic reaction is very low. Okay. Um, uh, my type local anesthetics, which are widely used clinically, um, efficacious, um, are, uh, ch- 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 uh, where I just lost my spite. I lost my spite. <laughs> okay, so theoretically, bupivacaine should have the smallest effect on the fetus among all the amide types. Oh, so yeah? for this reason, bupivacaine is widely used as a local anesthetic in the field of obstetrics. However, at toxic levels, bupivacaine, blah, blah, blah. So, so in an OBGYN situation, mm-hmm. when they are administering local anesthetic, they give bupivacaine and they do not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Now it says lidocaine is the most common used local anesthetic in a dental cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, lidocaine does have a high fetal to maternal ratio. Epinephrine is commonly added as a vasoconstrictor. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, local anesthetic is transferred to the fetus very slowly, and at the dose at which it is given, is considered negligible. Considering how local anesthetics have small direct effects on the fetus, even at very time or at, at maximal doses, lidocaine may be considered very safe for use in pregnant women. So, like, I mean, this is a whole, mm-hmm. this is pages and pages. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yes. So pregnancy risk factor, lidocaine B. Either animal studies have not demonstrated a fetal risk and no control studies have ever shown issues in pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Pregnant uh, or class A is controlled studies with pregnant women have not showed risk to the fetus in first trimester, second trimester, or third trimester. Mm-hmm. Possibility of fetal harm is extremely unlikely. And class B is possibility of fetal harm is unlikely. So, like, you're totally fine. Lidocaine is a class B. Yeah. Uh, bupivacaine is a class B. Prilocaine is a class B. Like, if you have a mom that needs scaling and root planing, Do the it. inflammation on, like, the inflammation caused by that crap underneath their gums is mm-hmm. worse than what you're going to put in. Yeah, I mean, aesthetic-wise, right? The inflammatory like, cells, the C-reactive protein, all that stuff. Get, they're better off going through the scale and root planning. What would you ask? Like, what procedure would you ask? None. Like, what? I mean. Somebody came in MMA. all bombed out, needed a like full mouth of extraction or a whole arch or yeah, yeah, eight or that. ten teeth. I mean, maybe something like that. Maybe. Sedation obviously is a different kind of thing. Right. We're not talking sedation. Okay. And I, man, I, I went to a lecture once. So when I was in dental school, nitrous was like pregnant women, no. Right. And then I went to a lecture like, I don't know, a couple years ago. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> So I don't like I don't know where nitrous is now. Um, yeah, I was always taught no, but uh, that was you know twenty five years ago. Let's so. let's look that up. Let's look at nitrous and pregnancy. And then when I did like local anesthet or uh, conscious sedation mm-hmm. uh, recertification or whatever, not that long ago, like at some point during the podcast, because I remember talking mm-hmm. about sim man, yeah, that dummy, yeah. And I remember at some point he was like, yeah, it's not a big deal either. Like, I'd still ask the physician about it, but he's like, I would sedate a pregnant woman. Really? Okay. Fair enough. But he, you know, I mean, I don't, those guys can probably tell you more about studies and stuff like that. Right, Let's right. see, nitrous oxide pregnancy. It's recommended that pregnant women of patients have avoid exposure to nitrous. Um, when was that study? 1977? Yeah, that was just like off the top of Google. Oh, Okay. So there wasn't a date on it. There's a website called Amer- the American Pregnancy Association. Oh, all right. It's hard to get to be president of that because within nine months, you don't give a <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh, how about this? During labor, they also administered nitrous oxide for pain. <laughs> so, yeah, pregnant women, stay away. Yeah, yeah. Research has supported the reasonable efficacy, safety, and unique and beneficial qualities of nitrous oxide as an analgesic for labor and its use as a widely accepted component of quality maternal care. Huh. All right. So, I, I mean, this is talking about during labor. Uh-huh. So, I, I get that there's different, but, you know, there's no there's no development happening at that point right, or whatever. Right. So, I, I, sure. I get that. But, like, if it were that bad, like, they probably wouldn't throw it on a woman as she was about to give birth, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, let's look at, here's the study, yeah. nitrous oxide in early human pregnancy. Jesus, we're like the dental guys with these fucking studies tonight. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold on, let me get on my high horse. Okay. 
<laughs> an analysis of the outcomes of 375 cases of cervical, oh God, cerclage. Huh. I don't even know what that is. And 58 other operations conducted under general anesthesia, which included the administration of nitrous oxide, failed to reveal a single incidence which nitrous oxide could have been clearly indicated as a cause of fetal abnormality. The incidence of inevitable abortion of low birth weight babies in the series of cervical cerclage conducted under general anesthesia was identical to that in a series conducted under regional anesthesia. So it didn't have any effect. Yeah. Nitrous oxide. So, so this represents the first of a two-part test of the proposition that nitrous oxide should not be administered to women in the first or second trimester. Our interim conclusion that that is not acceptable. So this study done in 1996 is saying it should be fine. So anyway, I'm sure there's more Damn. stuff out there. Yeah. But that's just like literally on like the first two or three hits of, of Google. So I don't know. Uh-huh. Stop being just stop being a pussy. Like no periodontist in here. It, like clean a pregnant woman's teeth. If you won't, if you wouldn't do that, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, uh-huh. I just you, stop finding excuses to not produce. <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what I would like. Hey, is it okay for me to give this perfectly safe medicine? Right. That you have no idea, like you, I don't know. You, just, you know the, the MD that's write this clearance is just rolling his eyes to his staff. That damn oh, dentist Oh, for sure. Again. Right, yeah, this stupid dentist, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, they don't know what we're doing anyway. I, I, nope. So, yeah, I, I can think of a very small handful of times that I've actually asked for a medical consult. There you go. And they were all cases where we were looking at multiple, multiple extractions, and they had some sort of of congenital or genetic bleeding issue, mm-hmm. like a Von Willenbrands or something like that, right? Right. That's it. That's pretty much the only time that I've ever asked for a medical consult. Mm-hmm. For a single, double, or triple extraction, would you take somebody off of warfarin if they had a reasonable INR? I'd probably do it uh, just you know a couple days in advance and and then okay. back on. So if they have a reasonable INR and I'm mm-hmm. taking out less than three or four teeth, stay on it. Yeah, I'm way more worried about the incidence of of them having a clot and stroke thromboembolytic and, yeah. problem mm-hmm. during the time that they're off of warfarin plavix whatever than i am about me not being able to control their bleeding from one two or three extractions yeah yeah last time i even bothered with that the the the, the feedback i got back was like really and so that, that's why i was like oh okay that's and I, like, there's a, there's an oral surgeon somewhere saying like, yeah, but like if you're taking out all of them and doing like a big mm-hmm. alveoplasty or something, right, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking like mm-hmm. one, two or three, whatever, like mm-hmm. the whole old fashioned thing of taking them off a of warfarin. And all, like I'm telling you that that has caused way more deaths than mm-hmm. any type of bleeding from taking out one, two or three teeth. Mm-hmm. It just like I, I don't know like that, and I remember we spent a long time in our this one like medical dental class or whatever in dental school talking about like if someone's on steroids, 
mm-hmm. how you have to taper them all. Like, ugh. I've never dealt with any of that garbage. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's all old school dentists way overthinking what they're doing and way overthinking the consequences of what they're doing. Probably. Um, and, and just not understanding. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I don't like, I think it's a tough look for dentists if you are mm-hmm. asking for a freaking medical consult for a cleaning. Mm-hmm. It just, God, it just makes us look dumb. It makes mm-hmm. all of us look dumb. So don't do that. Really, really dumb. Don't make us all look dumb. Mm-hmm. There's enough of that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So I, I just, I saw this yesterday online. You may have been the one of the first persons that posted this. I we lost a, a real legend this week, Lance. He did. You know who we lost? We did. Mr. Stanley. Stanley, Marvel creator, uh, employee, but he he Excelsior. I mean, he's Mister Mister X Men, Mister yeah, Spider Man, sort of heart of Ms. Marvel, right? Yeah. Like creator yeah. slash whatever. Yeah. I'm I, yep. I'm sure there's some some infighting on who actually created what and all that kind of stuff. But right. really, the engine behind Marvel for however many years. So for sure, believe it or not, I've been sitting on two questions that are related to this. All right. And it just so happens that, you know, it's like, it's like when you're playing poker and you've got like pocket twos and just like the first, whatever two cards are like nothing. But then on the river, like you get that third two and you're all set. And now you got like a full house or whatever. We we have that situation here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Greg asks, if you took out a tooth on Wolverine, would the socket fill back in with bone immediately or would the tooth itself grow back? Or would you not be able to extract the tooth in the first place? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I love that part. That's my right, favorite right, part. Right. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Um, well, first shit, we have to figure know. out. We have to figure out: is his bone covered in adamantium, or is are his bones adamantium? No, I think his bones are covered in I think you're right. adamantium, yeah. right? Isn't that so the thing? I think thing? at one point Magneto stripped him of it, and it was very painful, and it was a big deal. And then he had he revealed his bone claws, and he thought he just had these metal claws, but no, they had bone, and so it was, I mean, he was covered in adamantium. So it tells me that the bone would fill in. But if the bone's covered with adamantium, and However, I guess it was done with some like electrolytic, electrolytic plating or something... I believe right? so. A Weapon X Whatever, project I mean. up in Canada, yeah. Yeah. However, he's been so blown up it, and stuff before, and then he came back, so I think the tooth comes back. Do you think... So you're th- here's what I, my question is. Okay. If, if his bones are covered with adamantium, mm-hmm. does that mean that like up to the crestal bone... Like basically uh, like, up to all, like right below the CEJ of the tooth is freaking adamantium. So, or is the alveolar socket entirely covered? Yes, is that wow. all metal? So is the PDL fibers attaching, the Sharpies fibers uh, attaching then? Yeah, I mean, what does the yeah, attachment there to the adamantium or are we getting it straight to the bone? Well, because that's inside. So my hunch would be just mm. the cortical plates, right? It's got to be. I just would the, think cortical. Just the, mm-hmm. the plates are covered by sure. adamantium. Yeah. So just theoretic situation. Let's say you okay. got a tooth, you, you got a section or trough. Okay. How are you going to trough adamantium? 
Well, you get your zirconia burrs out because they're special and a spark. Like the zirconia pure. cutting burrs? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine? Can you think of the sparks flying out of there? So if you took out, let's say you took out number 19 on Wolverine. Let's say okay. he's uh, snacking on uh, some cherries and he okay. bites down on a cherry pit and breaks his tooth in half. All right. First off, would you need to take the tooth out? Like, wouldn't the crack just heal itself? Yeah, just wait five minutes. It's going to be fine. So that's question number Like, can Wolverine get decay? That's, that's question number two. Can he crack a tooth? Can he get yeah. perio? Because theoretically it would just heal, right? Yeah, he, he's just healing all the time. So so I, I don't know if it ever comes up. Yeah. I don't think you'd ever need to take out a tooth on on Wolverine. Yeah, you know, Perry was never going to be a problem. We're going to be, uh, yeah, he, he cracks a tooth. It's just going to grow back and heal and everything. So there's just, it's just not a need. If, all right, let's, let's say, let's say that it was, it's just his bones and soft tissue that have that healing thing and it's not his tooth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say you take the tooth out and the tooth regrows. Okay. Could you then extract that tooth and implant it into someone else? Oh. Like an auto-transplantation. Right, right. So, hmm. So, literally, you could have Wolverine as just like a tooth farm at your office. A donor, yeah. Like, oh, oh, you have bad decanerate tea. Like, come here, Wolverine. Let's take yours out and put it in this person's face and yeah. it'll grow into there, and Wolverine will just grow a new one. He's just a universal donor. Right, right. I hadn't thought of that, but that would be a really good idea. Instead of having to buy, you know, noble active implant to replace yeah, that. Yeah, you just 19- have Wolverine around. Just Come whatever. on, swing by and uh, out. give me your tooth. Yeah. I would hate to have to trough that bone, though, if it's covered by an Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Have and you ever... Um, was it ankylosed? Have you ever used one of those like nitrogen powered surgical hand pieces? I have not. Okay, so I, I in college one summer I worked at an oral surgeon's office like scrubbing instruments. Okay. And he had this hand piece called the Hall. And it was, I guess it's a name brand. And okay. it, it hooked up to this line of nitrogen that like hooked up into the ceiling. And right. there was like this cord that you would plug into this thing that was up on the ceiling. And it was like a nitrogen-driven handpiece. And it would have like the external, you know, where it, it would vent the the air from the back, right? So you wouldn't get an gotcha. air embolus, right? Oh, sure, so sure. One of those surgical uh-huh. handpieces. But there was something about that being a like a nitrogen-driven handpiece that made the hull where it had like mega torque. And so it would just like fly through like... Really? Like sectioning a tooth is like... I, I mean, I just remember watching Greg cut these teeth. And it was just like it was wow. flying through it. And then, like I think about now, like when I have to section like a big meaty tooth, you know, uh-huh. every once in a while you have to section a tooth that like really doesn't have any decay in it, right? And you haven't like broken it or anything; it's not broken off, and so you have to like cut through the whole crown of the tooth. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Fuck God, just cutting on it, cutting on it, cutting on it. And I remember him just like flying through teeth. So I'm gonna look this up. So why why um, nitrogen? Why not like helium? I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't know why it was nitrogen. I guess because nitrogen. Or hydrogen. Cheap. Let's see here. 
Here we go. The Micro 100 Pneumatic. Huh. Um, the Sergiotome, Sergiotome 2 has a half century of dependability and performance <laughs> and is among the most reliable oral high-speed drills on the market today. Lightweight and balanced rotable control field, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so this is Hall-powered instruments. Huh. Hall... Oh wow! So this is like I guess, I guess all of the all of those things that cut bone like in big surgeries, like it, like splitting open rib cages and that sort of cutting femurs oh, and sure, yeah, humeruses and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. They use these Hall Hall fifty powered pneumatic. Like I guess that's the brand that makes this hmm. this nitrogen. Weird. Improved control. Hall 50 handpieces feature variable speed triggers with 400 levels of speed controlled by how far you pull the trigger. Oh, God. Providing more precise manipulation of the blade and drill speed. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> That's, uh... So, yeah, I, I guess the nitrogen, I guess it's cheap and it, it powers the pneumatics well. Um, That's what it seems like. Hmm. Huh. But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason why nitrogen works better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you'd have to have one of those. All right. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm not seeing a good explanation. That must be something they cover like in the noob section of surgery residency. Oh, sure. Like on your first day. Like here's here's the question. Here's how you answer this question of like why you should use nitrogen, you idiots. <laughs> um, right, right. Someday some dentist is going to be asking for clearance, and so you can prove your superiority by talking about your nitrogen and hand pieces. In 1963, Dr. Robert Hall introduced the Sergeratome, also known as the Hall Surgical Drill. An example of the surgical drill is shown in 4.6. Yeah, we are very typical, kind of straight surgical mm-hmm. drill. Hmm. This was one of the first high-torque pneumatic drills used in oral surgery. The hall runs on compressed nitrogen at 100 PSI and 90,000 RPM. Mm. It's available in straight configurations. The torque of this drill is many times greater than that of an air-driven surgical handpiece. So I guess that must be what it is. With nitrogen, you can get... Nitrogen is used to power the hall drill to prevent oxidation of the sealed contents. Additionally, nitrogen does not support combustion. There you uh, go. Okay. So there you hydrogen, go. That's hydrogen it. bad. Nitrogen <laughs> good. Hindenburg bad. <laughs> we don't want a Hindenburg going on in your mouth. Uh-huh. Oh, the humanity. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've learned something new. I'm glad you asked that question because I did not know that question. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So you ready for our last one? Probably. This comes from Reddit user Vibrant XO. And okay. Vibrant XO asks, Am I the Wolverine? Had an infected tooth removed yesterday. It was on the upper right side of my mouth. My dentist said I would have blood in my saliva for two to three days, two hours after the procedure, and there was no bleeding at all. My saliva was crystal clear. The pain was there. After the numbness wore off, however, and I took two Tylenol and one pain pill at 10 last night. Once I kicked in, I fell asleep. I woke up at 7 this morning and 16 hours after the procedure, I felt no pain or swelling at all. 
Still no pain 28 hours later. To be fair, the tooth took like five seconds to extract. Is that why I'm recovering so fast or am I a mutant? <laughs> Lance, do you think they're a mutant? Well, I, I without knowing, I, I, I don't want to speculate, but I'm going to. I'm I'm gonna go with I think they lack the X gene. I I feel maybe. like it and this may be dumb. Okay. <laughs> maybe. If you're the Wolverine, I don't think you have to ask, am I the Wolverine? Right, right. I feel like you just kinda know. Right. Like, it's, it's not a secret. When big huge blades shoot out of your hand? Uh-huh. Then you're the Wolverine. For sure. For sure. Are you Canadian? I guess we should start with that. I guess Do you that, have a strange beard and haircut? That's right. That's right. Are you in The Greatest Showman? Uh, my, the other thing that struck me was, how old is this poster? Because uh, if it was a you know, deciduous tooth, yeah, that's going to come out pretty damn easy and stop bleeding pretty damn quick. So Let's look. Yeah. Let's, see if, let's see if we can make some... some some assessments. Okay. Because everybody's a little bit different. You say, Mrs. Jones, this might bleed for a little while. Keep biting on the gauze yeah, for the so next few hours. Yeah, so before we get into this, I, I think we should ask that. Or we should talk about that. Um, when I talk to patients about bleeding, well, uh-huh. so I'm not talking about somebody who's on a blood thinner or any of those right. people we've been talking about before today. Uh-huh. Normal extraction, let's say number 19, pops out fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I tell them, bite down on this gauze. Mm-hmm. You're going to bleed for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, it may ooze a little bit. Yep. And I tell them, now keep in mind, a drop of saliva or a drop of blood in a mouthful of saliva looks like a mouthful of blood when mm-hmm. you spit it out, right? So don't be alarmed, whatever, a little stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did what did he say? He said it differently. Or she. I'm assuming it's a guy who's... Obviously, mm-hmm. nerd. Mm-hmm. My dentist said I would have blood in my saliva for two to three days. Okay, that dentist is full of shit. It's it's two or three I, I hours, maybe. Yeah, I don't think I've ever told anybody that they're gonna. Hey, you're gonna have, you're gonna be spitting blood for two to three days. Mm-hmm. I I if you're spitting blood two days later, I want you to call me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, here's my cell phone. That's yeah. Uh, my saliva was crystal clear. Maybe your saliva was just crystal Pepsi. Oh, that's right. That would be a sweet mutant power. That would be. Is you just spit in a bottle and it's Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, you're the leader of the that X-Men immediately. Badass. God, that would mm-hmm. be so cool. Totally. Number one is because you can't get... I, they, I think now you can get Crystal Pepsi or they had like a trial a couple years ago or like last year. Do you remember that? No, no, I missed it. Yeah, they, they like re-ran it. They re-ran Crystal Pepsi. Mm. Let's look that up. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi's underrated. It really is. I always thought Crystal Pepsi was good. I think people some, wanted it to taste different, and that was the whole point of it. Yeah, March 2015. It, some people call it 7-Up, but, you know, whatever. No, that's a lemon, that's a lemon lime. <laughs> this tasted like Pepsi. It was just clear. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so uh, in October of 2016, Pepsi re-released the drink. In the United States, again, from limited time exclusively on Amazon.com, there's Prime Pantry Service sold in Apex. I uh-huh. missed that, and I'm, I'm literally um, contemplating suicide. Right. I missed that. I, there's, uh, there's a forum Jesus. in Reddit for you. 
I there is, and I'm like, <laughs> on, I'm apoplectic now that I didn't get on that. On November one, twenty sixteen, Pepe and Pepsi announced Pepe, Pepsi <laughs> announced that the drink would be making a third return in twenty seventeen. <laughs> on July twenty ninth, Pepsi or Jesus Christ, People magazine released an article stating that Crystal Pepsi would be back back for what was claimed as being the finale that the drink would be released. On August 14th, Crystal Pepsi-themed music festivals would be held at baseball stadiums around them with Buster Rhymes and Salt and Pepper. Oh, wow. The drink was re-released, re- <laughs> the drink was re-released in August 2018, once again being claimed as being the last chance to purchase the drink. Unlike previous re-releases, which occurred in both the United States and Canada, 2018 re-release is exclusive to the United States. So if I can't find some of this shit on Amazon right now, I am going to lose it. <laughs> so let's make our way over Crystal. Right. It's not looking good, Lance. Uh-oh. Jeez. Oh, wait. No. Oh, there's one left in stock. Oh, 20, a four-pack of 20-ounce bottles. There's one left in stock. Order soon. It's not Amazon Prime. It's $24. <laughs> it's $24 for a four-pack. That's $6 a bottle. Wow. Should I do this? I think you should. In the spirit of Thanksgiving. Get it just in time for thanks for the, the holiday. Lance, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm proceeding to check out right now. Awesome. If this wasn't the last one in stock, there's no earthly way I'd be doing this. Oh, really? <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm checking out now. Come on, baby. I'm gonna. Ha- I want this sent to my house because I don't want anybody at my office getting into this shit. Yeah, no kidding. Seven dollars for shipping, so it's gonna be thirty-one dollars for four four bottles of twenty ounces. <laughs> I pulled the trigger, Lance. I'm awesome. I'm going to enjoy one of these uh, as soon as estimated delivery, November 19th through November 23rd. Um, they might be here in time for Thanksgiving. Nice. We'll see. We'll see. This is my last chance. I had to get in on it. You did. You did. Oh, wait. Shit. There's one on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a single bottle. Ooh. $12. $11.75. Oh, Wow. I'm pretty sure it's a single bottle. Jesus Christ. Guess wow. how many grams of carbs are, of sugar are in one 20-ounce <laughs> bottle of Crystal Pepsi? 600. 69. Oh, okay. Nice. That's nice. Close. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> cool. All right. What, the, what were we talking about? Oh, his saliva was crystal clear. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, you can't say crystal clear and have not me not think about Crystal Pepsi. That's right, that's right. Here's the other thing. The pain was there after the numbness wore off. So if you're the Wolverine, I just yeah. don't feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, that, that pain would be gone. I don't feel like the Wolverine needs to take Tylenol and any pain pills. Other than, that, like, he's definitely not taking Tylenol. He might take some Norcos to get high. Because sure. it always seemed like he had a bit of a substance thing. Sure, yeah. And one pain pill at 10 last night. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the pain pill maybe, but it would have been like two cores or two Molsons mm-hmm. and some, um, what's that shitty whiskey, Canadian Mist or something like that? I think sure. it's a whiskey, right? Canadian Mist? I think it's a shitty whiskey. Okay. 
Isn't Crown Royal Canadian? Uh, it, it, I don't know for sure. Canadian Mist is. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, so he would be drinking Canadian Mist and take like a Norco mm-hmm. to get high, not for pain. So right. that that's another way you know you're not Wolverine. Could you Wolverine even get high? I mean, if it's a healing power. I feel like he so drinks a lot though, right? Just for fun, because he likes the taste, maybe? I don't think that's it. Because I mean, seriously, if if truly alcohol is a, is a poison, and it's the that minor dose of poison is what gives you that that effect. Well, if your healing your liver is so awesome that just breaks it all down so quickly. Okay, so I I just googled the term. Can Wolverine get high? Mm-hmm. It says Wolverine is highly resistant to drugs, parasites, viruses, and is immune to all earthly diseases and infections. Of course, Wolverine can get high. It just wouldn't be how regular people get high. If he shot himself with industrial-grade THC, he could probably be high for a few minutes. There you go. What a waste. (laughs) What exactly is industrial-strength THC? It's like what they used to scrub out semi-trucks or something? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I'm a little afraid to find out. I can just go to the butt hut down the street from me, and and they'll probably tell me. Like ask him, do do they have any Wolverine weed? <laughs> yeah, I should. I'll I'll do that. I should go ask. You got any of that Wolverine weed, man? I need the industrial THC, man. Yeah. And keep the CBDs like low. So let's look at Vibrant XO. Um, a lot of stuff in gaming. Okay. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a person who thought <laughs> right. they were Wolverine because they had a tooth taken out right. and it didn't bleed all that much thought they were Wolverine would be into games? Who would have ever yeah. thought? Um, it's amazing. Couple of uh, posts in, in subreddit NBA. Um, get this one. He posted this and asked Reddit Vibrant XO. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he. I'm just guessing it's a he. Mm-hmm. It may not be. Right, right. I'm assigning that gender pronoun here. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk has announced he is opening a human zoo. You would be paid $2 million per year to live in a clear exhibit on display. Would you sign up? Why or why not? Hmm. Yeah, I would. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> just pick, picking fleas out of Holly's hair. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, chewing just, on them. Uh-huh. Jerking off and throwing it onto the glass. <laughs> Again. <Just> typical. <laughs> typical. Gorilla behavior. Um, so if you're getting $2 million a year, mm-hmm. can you leave the enclosure? Yeah, do you get paid time off and a little if vacation If you can't time? like leave and use that $2 million to buy a badass car and right, right. that kind of stuff, like what is the point of the $2 million a year? Yeah, is this like a, a specific amount of time? I'm going to do it for two years? Yeah, or but it's like, this, all right, so is that constant for two? Like, you can't yeah. leave. You're locked in it for two years. Right, And then you right. get your four million at the end. Right. I don't know. It's, I, I need some. I need some deets. Yeah. Um, more gaming stuff. <sighs> Esports, which I think is like video games, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. Nothing major. Damn. Oh, here's a he asked this in Ask Reddit. Why are people on Ask Reddit so horny? <laughs> huh. 
I, I, I have to say I should spend some more time on you. Yeah, I was. I think I've changed my my daily routine now. <laughs> Maybe at five thirty a.m. every day I'll be. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of gaming, a lot of gaming, 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 gaming. I'm not a gamer. Are you a gamer? Do you have a video game system? Uh, we, I think we got a couple when the for the kids and stuff. I, I'm not a gamer, no. Yeah, I dabble here and there, but no. Time for that shit. Yeah, I got shit to do. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything major. I don't, think, I don't see anything great. Yeah, all right. Um, I think we'll agree. Not the Wolverine. He's not Wolverine. No, you know, you know. No. If you don't have to, you don't have, to, have ask to ask Reddit to find right. out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask Reddit to find out. Well, Lance, I think that's gonna be about it. All right. Whose turn is it for a song? That would be you. I think I'd be remiss, and I'm not going to do at a medium pace because it's just <laughs> for a Thanksgiving episode. I feel yeah. like it's probably sure. not. Okay, um, let's do the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. Okay, if you haven't heard it, if this is before your time, if you know, if you're a little older than me, or if you're uh, if you're younger than me, and you sort of missed the what I would say is really the highlights of of Adam Sandler, then mm-hmm. you know. Um, you, you may have missed some good stuff. It's not just grown-ups, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just... Mm-hmm. What are the other shitty ones? Jack and Jill? What are the other shitty Adam Sandler oh. ones? Yeah. Um, Let's see. There was, um, those, those seem like Jack and Jill. Click. That's the one where... He, and, uh, Click, I thought, was actually pretty good. It's yeah. Click, I thought, was actually pretty sad. Okay. Um, but like grown-ups, grown-ups to Jack Punch and Jill. Punch Love. Punch Truck Love, I, I liked. Yeah, I liked Punch Truck Love. It was a good show. It was uh, uh, not the typical genre, but yeah. Yeah, no, if, if you're just thinking of like cash grab Adam Sandler, yeah. there was a time when he really was... Um, 51st Dates, but I actually liked it. It was cute. I, I like 51st Dates. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not an all-timer, but it's fine mm-hmm. for what it is. Like, it's a romantic comedy. Like, it's if you're... As as romantic comedies go, it's 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 yeah. on the better side, I would say. Right, right. So I, you know, he gets, I, he does take some unfair sort of barbs. He, yeah. he was, I, I honestly think his comedy albums, "What the Hell Happened to Me," and then, mm-hmm. um, they're all gonna laugh at you. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was bringing heat, man. Those were those were ninety five mile an hour fastballs. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably his best work. Mm-hmm. Better than even better than Happy Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Sure, those oh, yeah. those those movies. I, I think this is by far his best work. So if you're not familiar, go check out those albums. This Thanksgiving song, one of the sillier things on there. This is sort of kind of a trivial little thing, but but there's some God, there's some classic shit on those albums. Mm-hmm. And and I don't just think it was marijuana talking. No, no. As far as I'm <laughs> liking them, I, still, I think they were probably good. Right, so, right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Share with your friends um, during this Thanksgiving time. Um, if somebody asks what you're thankful for, uh, you know, another year alive, um, uh, a roof over your head, food on the table, and the Working Interferences podcast. Yeah, for sure. Sounds about right. <laughs> this is how we grow the show. Um, so please tell, tell your buddies. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. If you're flicking through the Podbean, um, how many stars do you like, Lance? Give me five. I agree. I like five. You can hit us up, up uh, on the web. Workinginterferences.com. Nice. 
Did I do it right? You did it. I, I feel like I've messed it all up because I'm used to saying the, the thing <laughs> uh-huh. at the start, yeah, which I'm not going to say. No. Um, hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Social bullshits. Facebook. Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Twitter. At Winterferences. Instagram. At Winterferences. Find those profiles. Find those accounts. Mash that follow button. And follow us. You can find me on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. You can find Lance on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. Did I get it? Is that all you of it? it? You got it. Well, Lance, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. You too. It's been a hell of a year. I look forward to next week and whatever we're going to come up with that we'll figure it out five minutes yeah. before the show starts, <laughs> like we normally do. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be great. So, um, Lance, um, I, I think I speak for you. Um, when I say that that we're both thankful for you listening to us and enjoying sure. our frivolity and bullshit and talking yep. about fucking Wolverine and <laughs> <laughs> if you could take out a tooth on him or not or whatever uh-huh. stupid bullshit we're talking about. Yep. We really do appreciate that, that those of you listening would, would devote your time to our silliness and our, you know, whatever the hell you call this. And uh, we really are um, honored and... and I don't, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy to me to hear from people that they listen to this and, and enjoy it and all that. Like it just it, it, that never gets old. So no, no. we really do appreciate it. We really do thank all of you for for taking and, and spending your time and and uh, and we hope you continue to do so over the next year. So for Lance Timmerman, I'm Joshua Austin. Peace. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey. Cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should Cause it's turkey to eat So good That clapping's messing my head up, man I appreciate it But I was was trying to think of the next line I'm like, all I hear is clapping Here we go Thanks anyways Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey then I take Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Daryl Strawberry. Turkey for you and turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson.
and gave that girl BD. <laughs> White meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. Wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> Turkey and sweet potato pie. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Oh, turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, goo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>